Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Glenn, and talk about alignment. When you, were, when you played that song this morning, it really blew my mind. 
um, because this morning, folks, my name is, first off, my name is Sean Shapiro. I'm a chiropractor from Portsmouth, New Hampshire. That is my day job. Uh, but this is one of my big passions is having this segment every Wednesday and providing as much value as I can. And in the spirit of that and the spirit of the song that we just heard, this title, this, this is entitled The Modern Day Peaceful Warrior. So uh, Rush was like the song that was going off in my head the entire time that I wrote it. So, so um, awesome. <laughs> the, like I'm back channeling Sarah going, did you tell him that I'm writing this? Because this is freaking me out, man. <laughs> so, so, let, so let me get into it before we run out of time and Glenn comes on with Rise and Grind. Thank you, Glenn. So uh, in 1980, a guy named Dan Millman wrote a book called The Way of the Peaceful Warrior. And it was something I didn't read till much, much, much later. Um, but it was about... Uh, Dan's journey with this guy named Socrates uh, that was a life that was full of strife, full of mundanity, even though he was a high-level gymnast, he still struggled daily with life, and then he breaks his leg, meets Socrates, and becomes uh, this this peaceful warrior that later in life learns that happiness is a decision that he makes every day, and that's the only way that you can maintain it is to make that decision. Um, And up until that point, uh, and and one of the things that Glenn said last week is what spurred this was he was talking about Jesus being a warrior, and I was thinking of the peaceful warrior at that time. Up until that point, when I thought of the word warrior, I always thought of like Conan the Barbarian or Jon Snow, King of the North. I would think of death and destruction and battle and going down in a blaze of glory and all those things. But how often... In our, do we really find ourselves in those situations as a species? And even those whose profession is to be in, you know, is to wage war, the truth is the planning is more important than the actual battle. Because the planning is where the real war is. And that's the, what Azeroth calls like the inner game, right? It's, what, it's that game that we play with ourselves, with our minds, to basically vet out the errors, shake out the weaknesses of our plans, and get ready to act without passion, without malice. And we go into the battle like it's everyday business so that we don't make mistakes and we don't get led by our emotions. We fight a battle every day in our world where public failure is ridiculed. We work hard to sweep those weaknesses under the carpet. And when people walk in, they see our lumpy carpet. And we're fine with that because there's a pretty cover over those things that we are ashamed of. Right? And we are satisfied with those lumps, saying that we don't want people really to see what's underneath there. We don't want them to see the loss, the mess, whatever it was. But that is really where the warrior becomes the teacher is when we're willing to share our mistakes and when, when we're re- ready to use our mistakes to propel, our, to, to propel ourselves to greater distance and, and victory. When warriors get the less desired outcome they have in preparation, they don't use the F word. Now, they may use an F word, <laughs> like the one I can't see in this room right now, right? But the F word I'm talking about now is failure. And failure is only when you quit. And only quitters can fail. I can tell you, I can't tell you how many direct messages I get from people who are struggling and how they tried this, they tried that, whether it be in business or in their health, and after just a couple of tries, gave up. You know, I don't care how hard you get hit, and I don't care how much money you've lost, because I can guarantee you that no warrior in this ta- at this table or in this room or on the stage 
hasn't had a setback that didn't include losing money, losing a job, losing a friend or a relationship, okay? No warrior is without loss, but they retain the title of warrior because of one thing and one thing only. Their belief that next time they will do better and they will surge into the battle with the knowledge they gained from the mess they created and they will get one step closer to the victory we are all working towards and that's just being peaceful. So the words, right? The words always get me caught up. I always get caught up in, in looking up the words and making sure I understand the words. And one of the words that's, that bothers me most about this segment is battling because it has heavy connotation to it and it brings violence to mind, right? But I know I'm not a violent person, but I also know that I battle my demons every day. And the definition of warrior is one of a soldier, somebody who's, into, who's, who's engaged in, in fighting. And then if you go deeper, there's a broader definition um, that's defined as a person who's engaged in some struggle and conflict. And that's the one that I think is most appropriate here, even though I tried to like be very caution, I, I caution like looking for too many interpretations and words and, and, and things like that. So this week is again about books again and the, and the best-selling book of all time. There's no struggle more evident to me than in the life of David, whose story sometimes I struggle with because of his inability to get his ish together sometimes, right? And I was actually texting a friend whose opinion I listen to on these things quite a bit, to be honest with you. And uh, he, he gave me some, some insight into uh, why the story of David is still a good one to use here. So... We all know David most prominently from the battle with Goliath and his ascension after that to being the king of Israel and Judah. The moment David faced Goliath was a moment that you might be able to identify David as an underdog. But I have a different opinion about that. David may have appeared that way, but he had come to that battle prepared. He had used that sling for years and was highly skilled. It's not as if he found the sling on the way to the valley of Elah and said, hmm, maybe this will work. David faced a giant, but there was also something else that he noticed when he realized that Goliath probably didn't have the best vision and couldn't fight at a distance. See, I don't think David was an underdog, but I do think David was a warrior. And he calculated his odds as better than average because he saw when he measured Goliath the weaknesses the giant had. And that doesn't make David any less than a hero. You know, Malcolm Gladwell in his 2013 book might tell you that, that that's the case, that he might make you feel sympathetic toward Goliath. Uh, but because warriors from Israel who cowered in the face of fighting that giant Philistine, um, I think that makes David the greatest warrior of all time because David for sure was still afraid. He just didn't let that fear overcome him, right? And he struck the giant, and he changed the world forever because nearly 4,000 years later, I'm still telling you his story. David became king later, and he was flawed, and he was human, and he made mistakes. But he always found his way back to his path and moved forward despite his mortal limitations. We all have that opportunity every day to be warriors as well. We have the opportunity to know when to fight and when to turn the other cheek 
We all have fears that either confront, we either confront or we refuse to confront. We see our limitations and we choose to walk through them or we, work, we, we walk into them and bounce back onto our butts. Modern day peaceful warriors walk through the minefields this world provides and are mindful where they step. They learn that to argue for arguing's sake is not only a waste of time, it's probably counterproductive. Modern day warriors should be kind and use that kind as their sword against those that would trespass against them. They understand that uplifting and honoring others before self is the way to win any confrontation because it makes any confrontation with other people irrelevant. So, as a takeaway, I thought way too much and did a lot. I uh, did a little research on four items you may want to consider when adding, you know, the, to your arsenal to become a modern-day peaceful warrior. And I'll go through those, and then we can talk. So, number one, embrace the phrase "So what? Now what?" This basically says, "What will you do when you meet resistance? Will you freak out?" Will you complain that you, that you got resistance or will you do what's necessary to move forward next? Your greatest superpower should be your ability to move through obstacles, understanding they are the way, and to destroy the boundaries that others put on you as well as your own conscious lying mind puts on you. And number two, learn to look at life as nonstop preparation for battle. This is a quote from Sun Tzu. Victorious warriors win first, then go to war, while defeated warriors go to war first, then seek to win. Putting this in modern terms, <laughs> if your funnel doesn't work, it's probably not because your product sucks. It might be the language you use to lure people to fall into it. Your failures, though, should be preparation for, and stepping stones for easier wins in battle later. They are not failures. Number three, realize you don't compete with anybody else. The only competitor you have is your own lying conscious mind. And what other people do has little to do with your success. And what other people say has nothing to do with your success. What happens usually, what happens to, to most of us is we lose faith in the one thing and the one person who can affect the outcome in our lives the most, ourselves. And number four, practice mindfulness. And that's a really deep dive right there. But in terms of social media, because we're on a social media platform, this means warriors don't argue in the comments, right? Your social media <laughs> is your business card. Take it easy, Laura. You, should, should your business card scream confrontation or should it reveal you as a peaceful warrior available to serve and create value when necessary. My hope is you'll swing your sword in the name of David and all the other warriors before you and create greater peace. So I hope that you found some value. Um, and, I, and I would like well to... Well done, Dr. Sean. Well done. Awesome. Oh, thank you. I uh, hope you found some value in this. And uh, I'd like to know if anybody wanted to share about the warrior mentality, how it's affected you and, and your life and any of the things that you can add to other people's arsenals. So let's go with Sarah, Stephen, and Tamara to start. Good morning, Dr. Sean. I just want to take a moment to say that 
um, there was a change in your intonation as you were sharing this segment. In the second half, your voice was peaceful. I took some clips for you because it just like made me feel like a peaceful warrior this morning. So I just wanted to thank you for that. And with that, I'll pass the mic back. Thank you, Sarah. Stephen Coons. Hey, Doc. How you doing? Good to uh, good to hear this this morning, man. Dan Dillman, the peace. Uh, Dan Millman, the peaceful warrior. I, I was thinking. I was. I read that book, and I read that book. And um, I'm trying to figure it out. And then I realized I read it in German. And it's, um, it's um, Der Fahrt des Friedvollen Kriegers. In German, it sounds a little bit harsher. But it's the same book, and I love it. Um, it's a great, great um, uh, reference today. Now, the, the warrior minds, we're trained to think, but the true warrior is in the heart, you know. And I had a great conversation with Tamara last night on her podcast, and I felt like we brought out Tamara. You know, it was like the uh, warriors of the heart. And... Uh, I think we look too often to the outside to see the power and the strength and the, the courage um, in ourselves or in other people when the true power, the true warrior mindset, the true warrior is inside of every one of us in our heart. And I truly believe that. And when we release that into the world, into the universe, it, we just do wonderful, wonderful things. Uh, like you mentioned, mindfulness and things like that. I just wanted to add that today. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you have a fantastic one. Thank you, Stephen. Always providing more value than we deserve. Thank you. Tamara, what did you have to say? That was amazing, Dr. Sean. Thank you so much for starting the, you kind of like take what is my morning routine and just extended it. So it was a treasure. Um, and as you're talking, I was thinking that a lot of times, like Stephen was saying as well, like people are always looking to the exterior for warriors, people who have those innate masculine qualities of, of strength, of endurance, of um, even the loudest in the room sometimes, like they're the fighter, right? I think of Braveheart, which is one of my favorite movies. And he was in the front line, right? He had the blue smeared across his face and he was like, freedom. And it's the knowing that it's like those people who are actually maybe not even front line, but second, third, those are the people who are actually fighting because they're in the support line. And so thinking through peace and thinking through joy and love and kindness and goodness, these more gentle qualities, these feminine features that actually create the most support, um, that create the frontline experience thereafter. And so understanding that we can be warring all the time in the spirit, not with the natural eye, but in the spiritual realm. And so I just really, I value this conversation so much. Thank you. Thank you, Tamara. And congratulations. This week was awesome for you, I think. So love it. Thank you so much. No I thought that was awesome, Tamara, but I want to hear you do the freedom thing one more time. <laughs> Oh, you know I will. Don't 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 dare me to do anything. Come on, I think, he's I think, yes. he, I think he just dared you. <laughs> so let's get some mics flashing. I'll move down the stage a little bit. Uh, Sebastian, Vernita, and Megan. Dr. Sean, good morning. Good morning, champions. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Uh, the first thing I thought of when I heard "Peaceful Warrior," Dr. Sean, is that movie with Nick Nolte. Um, it it was it was. Uh, I got a tip on on to watch that movie a few years back from my breathwork practitioner. Imagine, and I'm like peaceful warrior. And is this this movie starting? I'm thinking I don't know where this is going, but my my completely rocked my world uh, by the end of it. I think you can find it on Amazon or something. It, again, it, it wasn't in mainstream, but one of Nick Nolte's best uh, best performances to date. But uh, this conversation reminds me of a devotion that I read. 
a couple months back or a couple years back and I, I continued to repost it every year because it's that good. And it said David ran not not um, not away from but toward his giant. On one side of the battlefield, Saul and his cowardly army gulped. On the other side, Goliath and his skull splitters scoffed. In the middle, the shepherd boy ran on his spindly legs. Who bet on David? Who put not the Philistines, not the Hebrews, not David's siblings or David's kings, but God did. And that was clearly all that David needed. This is Sebastian Dunchier. Thank you, Sebastian. Uh, yeah, the movie was good. Nick Nolte did good. And it was actually after he went crazy. So there's even more, something more impressive, right? Vernita, what you got? Grand Rising, Sean. Grand Rising Breakfast with Champions. Vernita Adele tapping in and... The thing that kicked out to me today, uh, you said something along, I'm paraphrasing around this, our failures or setbacks are our learning opportunities. And what that made me think of, I know this has been true for me as a business owner, is that it's so incredibly important to reframe the way we think about our failures or setbacks and not to let that get into the way, get in our way of continuing to to try and to continue to take action and to learn from those mistakes so that we can position ourselves to do better next time. And so that this idea that we're supposed to know everything or to get it all right the first time around, it can get in the way of our overall progress if we allow it to. So those are the things that immediately came up this morning. I, I really, really appreciate that. I have to tell myself every single day that the challenges that I have faced in my past are not, are really not a setback, but they are a setup for a comeback. Bernita Dunn speaking for the moment. Awesome, Bernita. So let's. That was great. And yeah, I just I think that, that piece is the was the hardest piece for me to get my head around in life was that just because I made mistakes, just because things happened that didn't go my way, it didn't mean that I wasn't still projected to to win. It was just. A little bit longer than I hope, I think. So, all right, Megan D. Martino, let's hear what you have to say and then I'll create a new. Good morning, Dr. Sean. Love this topic. I love that book. It was many, many years ago that I read it, but I remember reading it and loving it. Um, you know, when Tamara said Braveheart, um, Mel Gibson, um, there was another movie he did when he was in the Revolutionary War. I don't remember the name, but again, Mel Gibson himself. I wouldn't say necessarily he's a peaceful warrior, but then think about him doing the Passion of the Christ. And one of your points was, um, you know, that you're not battling uh, what's uh, the world, but yourself. And, um, you know, we all have demons and we all have challenges, but he's always been very true to himself and what he believed in. I'm talking about Mel Gibson now and what, you know, projects he has chosen. But this past week, I was uh, uh, asked to speak on a panel at the Texas Women Business Luncheon, and the topic is a non-linear career path. And when the um, president of the organization called me, she said, you're one of the most non-linear people I know. And that's really about listening. You know, I have a mission, I have a vision, and I have passion in uh, continuing on that. And um, so, However nonlinear that takes, I will continue on that journey forever. 
And um, I loved your um, your point in what you were speaking about, the lumpy rug, um, you know, and that uh, we kind of like, oh, it's, the lumpy rug is there, but um, we keep moving on regardless. So thank you, Dr. Sean. This was a great segment to start the day. Thank and everyone you. be blessed. Thank you, Megan. Thank you so much. And yeah, rarely is success point A to point B. It's usually point A to, to Q to P to Z mm -hmm. to, to B. So thank you so much for that share. All right. So I'd like to go to Coach, then Laura Wild, and then we'll see if we have any time before Greg, uh, Greg Glenn gets back. Sean, great segment, man. I'm loving this. Um, I want to talk real quick about two points that you brought up. Uh, the first one, uh, when you said how people look at warriors, how they view them, you know, and in that story of David, when uh, God sent Samuel to anoint David, he said, don't look at the outward appearance. He said, man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart, right? So I think it's a, it's a state of your heart that, that, that helps you operate in peace. And also when David was in the battle and when Saul tried to put his armor on David and let him go fight Goliath, David said, I got to, I got to take this off. This just a, doesn't work for me. And in verse 40, after David took off Saul's armor, it says, then he with his staff in his hand chose for himself five smooth stones, right? But sometimes we overlook that part, the staff in his hand. David was a shepherd boy. He carried that staff. And if you look later on in Psalms, which a lot of what David wrote, it says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me, right? So David had that staff in his hand as he was going into the battle because he knew the battle wasn't his, the battle was the Lord's, right? So when you talk about a peaceful warrior, how do you go into war with peace? It's because you know who's fighting the battle, right? So that's all I got. So anything you, anything you're going through in life, anything you're fighting in life, just know who's the battle, who, whose battle it is. It's not yours. It's not yours. That rod and that staff will comfort you into that battle because you're not even fighting. You're just a vessel, but God fights it through you. All right. That's all I got, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, coach. And one of the first episodes of Club 111 that I made it to, coach uh, was was the one who, who was doing the speaking that day, and I think it was about David. So I knew Coach would be in on this. Laura Wild, my partner in crime for the 1 o'clock segment this afternoon. What do you have to say on this? Well, I love the book, The Way of the Peaceful Warrior. It's a book that I've always had my teams read when I was coaching basketball. And the NBA guys don't love this part of it, but um, treating our comp competition like treasured guests. So when I actually left college coaching and coached high school kids, I had them look at the competitors as treasured guests. So they didn't want to go all the way with this, but my idea is that every time someone comes into the gym, we treat them like royalty because they are our guests and they're going to make us great. And the way of the peaceful warrior really talks about that inner game and the inner competition and how we are, you know, like you said, the, the battlefield is really within. And it was just a beautiful way to help, you know, I thought young athletes go off into the world and recognize that sports could be transformative when they look at themselves as peaceful warriors. So I love this convo and I can't wait to talk a little more about you about it with you at one o'clock today. Thanks. Thank you, Laura. I will see you at one o'clock where you will not follow the script and I will be scrambling to figure out where we're going with our segment. And I'll interrupt you, you, so we're good. Yes, absolutely, I appreciate that, yes. 
Okay, I think we have we, we have any moment Glenn will be coming on, but Dr. Dina had, had texted me, and since she came all the way from Sri Lanka, I'm going to give it to her. She might get cut off, but go ahead, Dr. Dina. Thank you so much, Sean. I absolutely love that you mentioned the way of the peaceful warrior because that is literally hands down my best favorite. That's my favorite book. I'm going to go ahead and say that is even a better book than The Alchemist. It has made such a huge impact. And when the movie came out, Socrates was exactly how I imagined him to be when I read the book. So I got so excited. So, so happy to hear that book being mentioned. I want to share a quick Zen proverb with all of you, which is, it is better to be a warrior in a garden than to be a gardener in a battlefield. It's better to be a warrior in a garden than to be a gardener in a battlefield. And I think there is so much depth to that very simple and yet profound quote because so many of us go through life and being unprepared can be the biggest strike of bad luck. So preparation and opportunity is what creates luck. Mm -hmm. And what I can also say is that uh, being a martial artist myself, the warrior, I feel more than physically being a warrior, the bigger challenge is to be able to face those challenges of our mind which is why the physical and mental cannot be separated with the foundation of the spiritual as well. So thank you so much, Sean. Absolutely love this segment. And thank you, Glenn, and to the entire team for this amazing, amazing, amazing room. And I'm going to land my plane with that. Back to you, Sean. This is Dr. Dina with the yellow background. Thank you, Dr. Dina. Thanks for coming all this way. And we're, and yeah, it was a great, it was a great movie. And Nick Nolte was exactly like Socrates was in my mind as well. So one, good casting. So uh, I've got a few more minutes here, I think, before Glenn comes on. Uh, let's see who was next. I think we have Tim Hunt, and then we'll go to Mirza if we have time. Hey, Dr. Sean, thanks for bringing me to the stage. Man, oh, man. First, I'm going to echo what Sarah had said earlier this morning. It was just a delivery in this message, in this segment right now that had just... I guess another level of confidence, but another level of peace. So I'm just giving you kudos and your flowers for that, brother. And when you had mentioned this aspect of being that warrior and peaceful, uh, you know, a few people came to mind, like Dr. Martin Luther King, uh, Gandhi, uh, Mother Teresa. And, you know, it was really about understanding that they had a plan in place. And you had mentioned that aspect of planning. So, you know, when I go out every day, I'm really focusing on three things. And that's my plan, that power of three. So I just think this delivery right now of being in place and having a plan was so impactful, brother. So I appreciate you, and I love you like cooked food. This is Tim. All right. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.